It's always the person that you least suspect. Hello, hello, y'all. This is Aaron. And this is Kaya. Welcome to another episode of Bravo Wow Black. Welcome, um, welcome. What we've noticed is that you guys really love when we dive deep into the Bravo headlines and news and tea and all of that good stuff. And as you already know, our Instagram account is more about memes and not really about gossip and tea and things like that. So we want to kind of keep that almost exclusive to the pod and treat our listeners with a little segment that we are introducing called Bravo Lebre Tea, which is basically the tea that we've heard, the rumors, the shade of all the Bravo Spear, Bravo celebrities, anything like that. Um, everything is going to be allegedly because we ain't got no money. So y'all ain't gonna sue us. <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. But we have a lot to talk about today. Let's just jump right in. We have some Real Housewives of Atlanta adjacent Bravo celebrity to bring up. This one was really juicy, y'all. So apparently Fallon is getting on the Insta book, the Instagram, and everywhere, all over social media. And um, she is claiming that her ex-husband, Simon Gubadia, is stalking her. And I know that took, I know I'm always messing up their name, but this time we got it right. Gubadia. Okay. So the messiness continues. Social media has moved on from the shocking news of Simon Gubadia and Portia Williams' engagement. But it appears that drama with Simon's ex-wife and Portia, ex-castmate Fallon Pina, is far from over. Former Real Housewives of Atlanta star Fallon was very vocal about the demise of her divorce and moving on in an exclusive interview with Adam Coy, Newell of Up and Adam. And while shots have been thrown by Simon throughout the dissolution of their marriage, more shocking allegations have come to light. So she is apparently saying that Simon is sending packages to her house and he is stalking her in her boo. Not only that, I also heard from the messages that I'm about to read you is that Simon is trying to get Fallon's new boo blocked from the places that he goes. And she is calling him out and talking about their marriage and honestly pulling the curtains back into what was going on. And it sounds like this divorce was a long time coming. Uh, Let me read you some of what Fallon wrote on social media. She said, all right, now I'm pissed the fuck off. Y'all want me to speak up? I will not continue to be bullied for shit I did not do. I don't know how many times I have to say this. I did not cheat on my ex. We had a silent and mutual understanding that him and I both were done with the marriage. And we went our separate ways before we even went public in regards to our divorce. And if I had, why do you continue to stalk and post about anything I'm doing? What I can't seem to wrap my mind around is the fact that you filed for a divorce. You filed twice. Because the first time I said no, because I wanted to fight for our marriage. You filed the second time after I told you I wasn't going to take your narcissistic antics anymore. Only after you told me that I should reconsider reconciling with you. Because without you, my children would end up working at Burger King or McDonald's. You just beat me to the punch. But I was happy that you did. She added, I have said many times that I do not blame you or your mate, a.k.a. Portia. I blame us. That is what adults do. They take accountability. So here is mine. 
our marriage, as beautiful as it was while it lasted, also fucking sucked for both parties involved. Even before we got married, we had some real issues and probably had no business being married. And for your information, I was emotional in my interview for our children's sake and a fucking divorce sucks, no matter who's right or wrong. She ended her rant with, so I leave you with this. It's one thing to speak on your past in a way of maturity, growth, healing, et cetera. But no, you're out here sending packages to our house and posting subliminal captions and quoting everything Jalen and I say on our social media towards one another as if somebody did something to you. You're mad because I got into a relationship with my best friend. Cool. You got engaged to my castmate, someone I had around us outside of filming. Boom. Everyone fucking wins. We both think shit. How's that for realness? Now read this. I do not give a fuck about you and neither does Jalen. I'm tired of talking about this irrelevant shit. Please move on with your pursuit of happiness and leave me alone. Oh, and P.S. Stop being a coward and trying to get Jalen banned from every establishment you set foot in. The staff are laughing at you and telling us it's not working in your favor. So stop. What do you think about this situation, Aaron? <laughs> Number one, it's I, I feel so many ways. I feel like she could have addressed this during the first interview that we seen. I feel like this was her moment to really address that because that's what we were looking at to really get the tea in the dirt. And when she didn't give us what we needed and what we wanted, I feel like we kind of like almost disregarded her portion of the story. Um, So it's like, it's nice to hear this now. I'm glad she's saying it. Now that she explains it, I do understand that as a mother, because at the end of the day, they still have kids. Um, and just as a wife in general, slash ex-wife, you kind of want to protect that, you, you know, your marriage. You don't want to give too much away. So I do understand why she held back now, like after after she said what she said. Um, he's a mess. And I feel like he's pushing this narrative that him and Portia are happy and they have moved on. So, like, why are you doing all this unnecessary shit if you guys have moved on and if you're so happy? Like, it's weird. And I definitely believe Fallon. I see Simon being that petty type of person to do it because he's a very social media kind of guy. He loves to respond to things, um, even things that don't necessarily apply to him. It's it's embarrassing. And if you're going around town, it's that's weird. He recently posted about, like being a father and all these shady men like I don't know all these shady men quotes and it's just like very weird because him and Portia have been on private jets on boats on cars on trains on any form of transportation trying to display that you know they're in love they're engaged Portia has met his entire family. He's met her entire family. They've even filmed the Portia spinoff. So what I'm not understanding is why Simon is still coming after these two. I think that on one hand, he's trying to protect Portia's peace because Portia really, really got torn into when this was announced just because of how it was announced. But then on the other hand, it's weird because Fallon's kids apparently aren't his kids. So if they're divorced, they don't really have any more ties together. And I heard that the house that they have is actually like on the market. So I think that they need to just make a clean break and 
in all of this drama. And I do kind of feel bad about how people went in, including, well, we were on the edge. <laughs> we flipped by. <laughs> yes, yes. We said at the end of the day, $40 million is $40 million. Right. But uh, people did go really hard on Portia and Fallon was saying that, you know, before they got married, they didn't even have any business being married. So it's just very weird about what the situation was. And it seems that they had an understanding, but Simon is still in his feelings about it. And as much as I want to say it's just Simon feeding into it, it's also Fallon, because I don't know if you remember, but after that interview that basically gave us nothing that everyone was waiting on, she also did a different interview with Fox Soul. And she said that Portia hooked up with um, Simon's cousin in order to get a Rolls Royce. So she's kind of being petty. He's being petty. And I just kind of feel bad for Portia at the end of the day, because she has been given this like villain narrative that she broke up a home when it's like, clearly it wasn't a happy home. They already said that they were on the way to divorce, but it's just a sticky situation all around. And unfortunately we will not see this play out really on Real Housewives of Atlanta because they have not started filming yet. And on top of that, um, Fallon isn't going to be on the new season. So it's just, um, you know what? I also don't feel <laughs> this might be a hot take, but I don't really feel sorry for Portia because I feel like you got a spinoff. You got a whole show now about you and your family and you're you're good. I feel like people might have looked at her as the villain at the beginning, you know, at the beginning. But now it seems like everybody's cool with Portia from what I see. And if your man is saying all of this stuff. And making all these posts and all these inspirational men's quotes and I'm a good dad and all this shit, like you should check him. I'm not going to be in a relationship with somebody and not and just not say anything. You know, you're watching it play out. So I feel like you're not a victim, especially I I know that she's talked. She has to be talking to him behind closed doors. So it's like, if you see this playing out on social media, you should use your platform because Portia does have a big platform and you should be like, Hey, you know, my man is tripping. I don't know necessarily what's going on. Um, but I'm not included, but I think instead she chooses to make these subliminal posts. She's just like, I'm happy. Or, like, I'm not in the drama. She she tries to do things like that instead of just being open and honest and just having a, a conversation. I honestly think her and Fallon should talk this out. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if her and Fallon should talk it out because there's nothing to, like, talk about. If they don't have kids together and they don't have to be in each other's lives, then... She, it's a, it's it seems like it's like, a lot to talk about to me. Because they are always posting these messages. And then even... I think that she should just talk to Simon because as, like, a dude, like, in my opinion, if you are happy with me, then you should not be posting all this shit about your ex, especially if you've moved on. And he's constantly shading them and doing that shit. And I understand that it's because he wants to, you know, maybe in a certain way protect Portia because she's getting this narrative that she broke up a happy home, but at the same time, it's making it look like, hey, I'm not over what happened between me and my ex. And it's weird because you guys are not only dating, but you're engaged to be married. 
So it's just a, and I a don't even, situation all around. I don't even feel like he feels bad, honestly, for Portia, because I'm like, if you felt so bad, why would you be on the internet doing all of this? Because as a person, like, if I feel bad about doing something, I'm not going to do it 700 times and then get the point. I'm going to realize it the second time, the third time. Was it like when Neighborhood Talk called it out? Or was it like when Love B. Scott called it out? Like, wh- like what time are you going to address it? Yeah, I agree. It's just, a, <laughs> it's just weird to see in any situation, if you are happy, you are not worried about your right. ex. You're not, not at all. Especially when you have $40 million. Like, that's the last thing on my mind. And it makes me wonder, like, why is this bothering you so much? Because it's clear that he doesn't really, like, want her back. Is it because, was there, like, something in the prenup? Is there something going on behind the scenes? Is there something that we don't know? But I guess we'll just have to find out. And that's just that on that. And hope that we find out at that. I hope so, because I would hate to be left hanging. But Aaron has a new subject. Um, Ashley Darby has actually made her debut on TikTok. And Aaron has some thoughts about it. Um, I love it. I'm, I just want to make this clear. I'm, I'm very happy that this happened, because I have been saying... I'm, I'm not sure if I, nec- and I believe I have, I, I have to have said it on our I think you have said it on this podcast. Like, Ashley Darby resembles Doja Cat. She gives me Doja Cat energy sometimes, just with her facial expressions, but her doing this TikTok just made it, like, it was a full circle moment, especially after, like, I went, I went through the comments, like, because I wanted to see if people felt the same way that I felt. And everybody's like, oh my gosh, her and Ashley Darby could be sisters. Ashley Darby and Doja Cat could be sisters. And I'm like, I've been told y'all this. I already told y'all this. And this is just like, I want you to take note that Aaron is right 95% of the time. I just want everybody to take note. You basically called a town hall to say that you told us so. Yeah, I told you so. It's not a surprise for me, um, but I'm happy that you all get to enjoy this. I already knew it. Um, so, yeah, enjoy the TikTok. Um, rate it five stars if you can. Like it. You know, all that. Do you rate TikToks five stars? <laughs> Is that what you... What I would comment. dancing to? I you know what it's it's funny I know that it's from Doja Cat's newest album but I don't know exactly what it's called. Yeah, well, she killed it. Planet She's her. so cute. Love her. Well, you know, <laughs> a lot of things have been going on in Potomac. That last episode, I can't say, was one of my favorite episodes. It was more of a filler episode, and you know. It goes down in the P, guys. Either way, you should watch it because it's a a better franchise than a lot of the franchises we have out here on its worst day than other franchises on its best day. So definitely watch it because the the shade between the ladies gets real. Um, Speaking of shade, we have some Real Housewives of New Jersey tea to spill and it's between Teresa and Margaret Joseph. Loves it. 
New Housewives of New Jersey has already filmed. And I don't know. I think it's, I don't know why they do it to them, but it's one of like the shorter Housewives franchises because I think that they film a total of what, like two months or something. Mm. <laughs> and I'm like, are you guys like giving them like 13 episodes? I, like, I don't know what's going on, but I guess that's a good thing because I heard that it leaves us like last season leaves us wanting for more. And I guess that's like the purpose of, you know, filming a short season. Um, but they recently filmed the season finale and I heard that Margaret and Teresa got into it. I heard that drinks may have or may have not been thrown. You guys got to check Dumois. You got to check all the Real Housewives tea pages. And that's the word on the street, as Giselle likes to say. Um, but the central conflict between Teresa and Marge and some of the ladies in general is going to be around Teresa's new boyfriend, Louis. Teresa is very in love with Louis. She has been flaunting him ever since she started dating him. On the reunion, she made it very clear that she was in love with him. She's even selling her house. I don't know if she's moving in with him, but I think they are building a house right now. But um, according to a reality blurb, a new report claims that Teresa is disgusted and disappointed with Margaret's antics toward her boyfriend, who she believes is the most amazing person ever. So from all about the Real Housewives, which is quoted in the article, Margaret won't back down and continues to go after Lewis. She's constantly questioning him and is spreading rumors and lies about him. Teresa is disgusted and disappointed in Margaret's actions. She's so upset that Margaret would ever bring rumors about Louis up on the show. Louis treats her and her daughters amazing. She's the happiest she's ever been. And she loves that Louis treats her like a queen. Um, so basically what Margaret has brought up, I heard, is that these rumors that have been floating around about Louis being a sex addict. Apparently this man wanted it three, four, five times a day from his ex and he would become very cold and very standoffish when he didn't get that sex. So that's the word on the street about Louis. And I heard that Margaret brought it up. And Teresa doesn't kind of like this whole battle in Potomac is that you should not bring up these things from the blogs, especially if you think it's not true. So we'll see what happens between Teresa and Margaret. But right now I'm hearing that only Jen Aiden and Teresa are close and kind of like the other girls are kind of like standoffish against the other two. Mm. What do you think about that? Mm. Um, I'm team Teresa. I want to make that clear because Teresa's right. You shouldn't be bringing shit like that up. What is the purpose? What is the point? And my whole thing is you don't know what relationship Teresa and Louie have. Teresa might be giving it up every night and she might not have a problem with that. Why is that any of your business? What he did in his previous relationships, were you dealing with Louie? Or did you, <laughs> like, straight up just like that? Are you dealing with Louie? Is Louie asking you for sex? Is Louie knocking on your door and being like, hey, Margaret, Joseph, come out. Like, I want to have sex with you. Like, that's not happening. It's not happening. So I don't understand why she would just be, I don't get why she's so concerned about that. So I agree with Teresa. It's not her business. It's not her place. And you shouldn't bring up rumors that you hear from the blogs, especially. So you don't think that rumors on blogs are fair game? 
I don't. I don't. The only time I feel like it's fair game is if somebody has said some shit about you and you have to like defend yourself. Then you go for the blogs if you don't have anything else. Then you get on your phone and you're like, well, what can I find out about this bitch? Because you're not going to be trying me on that. But you think that people use rumors from the blogs for storylines. Exactly. Exactly. It's like for this to be like the start of the season and you're bringing this up. What did Teresa do to deserve this? (laughs) Well, what did Teresa do to Margaret to deserve this? I'll say that. specifically margaret specifically margaret like what what is it that happened um for her to kind of like throw Teresa's man under the bus yeah i heard that it's more of like most of Teresa's immediately immediate family and friends are the ones that can't stand louis because of his shady past Mm. because of i don't know if you've ever seen that video of him going to like this men's camp and like he's with his shirt off and he's like begging his ex-wife to forgive him that made me uncomfortable it was very much giving me like midsummer vibes I don't know what was going on I felt uncomfortable I heard that her daughters dislike him like what I'm hearing is that this dude is bad news well he's the word on the street according to Teresa like he's that's her man and I feel like everybody needs to respect it now her daughters I do understand because they have say so when it comes to things like that that's their mom but Margaret you're a cast you're a castmate you're not even friends apparently you're not close so why are you bringing that up now if this was her like Ace Boon Coon, like her best friend, like, you know what I'm saying? Then you bring something like that up. And then you would bring that up to her off camera. You wouldn't do that on camera if it was like genuine information and you were genuinely concerned. Yeah, I want to see how she brings it up. Because if she brings it up the way that Giselle brought the whole Juan situation up to Robin, like if she put her to the side... I could understand that, but if yes. she's one of the other ladies, then it's a whole different like situation. Like you're starting shit. And you know what? People also need to like know the difference between like bringing it up on the side and bringing it up on the side on camera. Like, because they have a tendency of doing that. It's like, if you know the camera crew is in the room, it doesn't matter if one person is mic'd up and the other person isn't. If as, if, as long as somebody is recording that footage, that is on TV. And to me, it's fair game. And Erica Jane yeah. is learning the hard way, baby. And and you know, in certain moments, I I can understand where Erica is coming from because it's like they make a habit of bringing this shit up at dinners and shit like that. But then at the same time, it's like she put herself in that situation because number one, like we said on the previous podcast, we wouldn't have even been filming if this shit was going on with us. Why would we be on camera? Why would we have camera a camera crew and a mic attached to our belt or our back recording everything that we say? Like, why would we do that? Because we have a brain. Um, <laughs> like that, that is beyond me, baby, because... Even if we decided to film, it's like there's been times in the past where it's like, I can't talk about that. I can't talk about this. All she has is like lawsuits against her. She's not criminally like, you know, indicted or charged with anything. So it's very easy for her to just be like, I can't talk about it. Like she said in the past, like Dorit said in the past. But that is a whole nother situation. 
So now that we're talking about Beverly Hills, do you want to talk about that latest episode? Listen, okay, so this latest episode definitely gave, from the time it started to the time it ended, I was like, wow, like, this is juicy, this is hot, this is the moment, and that's just what it is. You know, we opened, we started the episode off at Dorit's house. Um, Ba-boom, ba-boom, ba-boom. <laughs> ba-boom, 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 ba-boom. Every time we walk in, and I feel like we're walking in, like how the camera pans. <laughs> Every time we walk into Reed's house, it looks like she just moved in. Or it looks like she's about to move out. And I, I just we were like in a in in some weird alternate universe because PK was like using slang and he's like dressed like a drug dealer. It, it was just very weird. I was like, am I watching Beverly Hills or Jersey? <laughs> that was what that was the first thing that Jersey, came to where mind. we're watching Beverly Hills or Mob Wives because this right. is a bit casual for my liking. Because we go to Beverly Hills for the glitz and the glam. And I do really love the wedding dress that Dorit have on had on. I think it's flattering. It's it beautiful, but just that whole scene was very off-putting. It was. It was. I loved the pearl dress and or or as pk would call it the moment the woman that's that's what he refers to the dress as i loved it am i a fan of dorit no but i'll admit the back of that dress was snatched lined up zipped zooming she was doing it um it was a fact it was a fashion moment yeah I get it, but I want to ask you this. Like, would you buy one? Like, if you were a bride and you were getting married, would you buy Dorit's wedding dresses? That one, yes. The one that she had on, yes. So if you had a a choice over, like, a designer, like a freaking... Oh well, that's <laughs> okay. If you had a choice, yeah. though, like, a choice between a Vera Wang wedding dress and a Dorit Kimsley wedding dress, who would you choose? I'm gonna go with Vera. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Vera. But if, like, say for instance, Dorit was like, "Hey, I got this dress, and it's going to be thirty percent off, my love," I would be like. Okay, yeah, amazing. Like, why not? Because then I could spend the leftover money that I have on the catering and the food because I want ribs at my wedding. I want, like, a whole food truck. And <laughs> that's what I would spend the money on. But um, if it was, if it was like, a regular price dress and, and the price was, like, similar to a Vera Wayne dress, mm. I'm going to go with Vera Wayne because she's been doing this shit to, to read. Love the pearls, but in a Facebook group requested like prices on the dresses, and they range, I believe, don't quote me on this, from like 5k up. And 5k is for like the most plain one. So I don't know. That's not horrible because I have to be mindful. They are the house, she is a housewife, like they're in Beverly Hills. Listen, if that's what you want at your wedding, then that's because I mean, look at look at the shit that Lisa Brenna pulls out of her garage. Half of that shit is like basic as hell, but because her daughters are cute and because she was like 
she was everything at her prom. They pulled that shit off. But imagine somebody like with no makeup, no glam, no lace, like just like a regular ponytail. Imagine no them lace. slipping into something like that. You'd be like, what, you know? I mean, I guess it's giving if you are into housewife couture. I feel yeah. like it would be more of like a novelty item. Like, like you would have to be very deep into the Bravo verse to want this dress. If you didn't know much about Bravo or Housewives, yeah. I don't think you'd like pick it out. <laughs> because who's just gonna like off the top of their head if you don't watch Beverly Hills be like, I want that dre- I want that dress that the Reet had on. Like <laughs> or, you're not gonna like, know. Like they're they're it's a cute design, but I wouldn't say that I would spend 5K on it when I could spend like another 5K and get like a beer dress, you know? What really got me was the baby. If someone calls you out of the blue and you haven't heard from them in 30 years, you would share the most intimate details. Dorit and this like Connecticutian British spice girl in an owl accent, like she kills me. I love when she says it. Baby. 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 <laughs> baby. And I love when she feels the pressure. Like, I'll address that later, but, like... (laughs) She starts stuttering, and then her voice goes higher and higher. Mm -hmm. And then she just, like, (laughs) pauses every every sentence, mid-sentence. Because she has to keep up with the accent. And I want you guys to know that if I ever start speaking in a British accent, don't fucking call me out. Like, I'm just feeling like... No, just join me. Like, if anything, just join me. And that's, like, I would know. Like, as soon as you start doing it, I would just follow up. And be like, baby, this is, it's only September. And my love, my love. My love. Like she's in a fucking Romeo and Juliet Shakespeare play. No, my love. No, my baby. No, my love. Like we're literally eating fucking lunch. Like Dorit, stop. (laughs) And my runner boys, Dorit, stop it. Enough. So we get to Sutton slash Kyle's house. Sutton is showing Kyle her new house. (laughs) And I was watching this episode um, with my mom. And she noticed that Sutton had on her little short shorts, honey. Did you notice that? I was showing those legs, honey. Did not pay any attention to that. But she was. She had on like the Barbie doll short shorts that was like a cloth, honestly. And I'll, Ooh. you know what? If you got it, flaunt it. She has it. <laughs> but um, if you feel that you have it, flaunt it. <laughs> I love. Love I would not be that short. But you know what? If she has yeah. it, go ahead. I guess. Fuck it. I honestly think that confessional look, though, with her in that red dress is the best. You know what else? Like this season, her southern accent has come out more than that. I love it because I understand. This is one person, like everything she says, I understand. It's especially when she does that, that that quote when she's like, Oh, you making deals with the devil, and the the (laughs) devil, the devil always comes knocking. You calling me Miss Small Town now, that's gonna make me angry. (laughs) It's like amazing. 
and and it's easy it's easy it's easy to pick up on and I'm just like gosh this just reminds me of living back home because my mom says the same things and I'm just like but you know hers is a little bit more intense I love it (laughs) not more intense I love it um was happy to see that she was getting her HGTV on Love that for her. I feel like she's honestly doing a fabulous job remodeling the house from just from watching HGTV. I have a good idea of how that setup is going to turn out. Yeah, that kitchen is going to be it. Just the (laughs) space, the way she has that centerpiece, her island, her kitchen island, and then the fact that Kyle was like freaking out over it. She's like, "Oh my god, is this safe?" I'm like, "Girl, she's remodeling the house." that's the thing i don't have that vision like i have no idea how this shit's gonna come out when it's done all i see is wood everywhere and i'm like why are we doing the scene <laughs> i'm just like this is just like sims 3 to me before you get all the upgrades like when you have to wait for the new expansion pack to come out like that's what it looked like to me and sims 3 I'm, I was happy to see it. I was also happy to see that, like, she cut the bullshit because I'm like, we all know why why Kyle's here. Like, <laughs> we want to talk about the incident that occurred between her and Erica. She was frazzled. She has been frazzled for days. Um, and you could just see it in her face. Yeah. Like, as unbothered as she pretends to be, this is something that really struck a nerve with Sutton. I agree. I just don't like that everyone, not everyone, but like most of the ladies, especially Kyle at the dinner that we'll talk about later is just like, say what you want to say. Sutton was the only one speaking up. But I was like, Kyle, honey, say what you want to say, because she was running her mouth too. A few episodes ago. It was literally Sutton called the meeting, but Dorit did the most shit talking. And then (laughs) Kyle did the second most. So I love that Dorit pretends like she never said anything. She's like, I didn't say anything that bad, my love. You have been running your mouth for like three whole episodes and you're like, you understand it. And then when you get to the dinner table with Erica, it's like you're making it seem like you don't understand. And that she made the most powerful statement too when they were talking that shit on the the episode before last when they had a meeting. She was like, I've known Erica for five years now, and everything that I've known about her is the diametrical opposite. What does diametrical diametrical opposite? What does I literally diametrical? That was such a powerful statement. That was like, oh, this bitch is going down. Like, you know what? She snapped. Weird. She snapped. She snapped. That's my shit. Run that back. Run that back. Because the way she said that, it's like, who else would have said that other than that? That was so powerful, but I hate it. (laughs) Diametrical. It's like, and then the way she strains it at the end. Amazing, sweetie. Dorit, you. It's just like, I, I'm so mad at her because of her trying to play Garcelle and also trying to say, I mean, also, yeah, also trying to say that she's not the one starting shit. But at the same time, this is kind of how you, but she's not a good housewife, but she's it's trying very to housewife. Business. It's like, that's the only way I can explain it. It's very housewife. And it's like, in the moment, I'm definitely not thinking that. I'm just like, oh my gosh, she is trying to comfort Garcelle. Um, 
But you know what? If I have to understand this too. If she was doing this with anybody but Garcelle, I would be 10 toes down with Dorit. I would be 10 toes down. But it's just the fact that you're not I think what they're dealing with here is that Dorit is scared of Erica. Period. <laughs> That's it. Because what gave it away? Erica has shut Dorit down so many times. She's like, no, you just talk a lot. I say important shit. Like, she's shut her down so many times that Dorit is like, okay, I want to use this time to get in good Erica so she doesn't have to, uh, you know, shutting me down anymore and it's just looking bad on her because it just doesn't make any sense because we've all seen the meeting we've all heard the diametrical opposite <laughs> line so just stop lying that's what it's i want diametrical opposite. we get to crystal's house and the crystal is cooking some of her traditional foods and um you know like i'm using too much grease for someone to- <laughs> Don't call Crystal out. That's the love, child. That's the, the grease is the love in the food. It is. Um, Erica comes over. Garcelle comes over. That was weird as hell. Erica and Crystal, I like I I think that I can see that Erica is trying to like have somewhat of a friendship with Crystal. But it's just coming off very forced and awkward. Like, even when they're sitting down, it's just like, you could tell Crystal wants to bring up, number one, what's going on with Erica and, like, all the shit. But she doesn't. And then it's like she's she's definitely on the fence. And that's what I'm not liking with Crystal right now. It's like, I think she feels a way about it. And she probably feels the same way as the rest of the ladies, but she's also trying to kiss Erica's ass. But at the same time, I think that Crystal is having that grudge with Sutton. So yes. even if she feels a way about it, she's not going to side with Sutton because she was saying that, you know, Erica was saying that, you know, we go to the same country club and I've never heard of her. And I'm just like, that's, you know, we've never heard of you, babe. So, I mean, we're even. It was just a weird situation all around. Like we it don't, was. we don't even know. Let's be honest. Like, yeah, we know of Rob because he's worked on so many Disney movies, but I don't know that dude by name. Like, he wasn't voice in Simba. You know, we he wasn't. Don't know Chris. Mermaid, we don't even know Rob like that either. I don't we know just Rob because we know that he has something to do with our entire childhood. So shout out to Rob. But at the same yeah. time, we don't know Crystal. We don't. We didn't know Erica before this. We didn't know Dorit before this. We only know Garcelle, Kyle, and Kathy Hilton because those are like, you know, the ultimate. Let's the, get it straight. Yeah, the A-listers, honey. It's like, and for them to sit at the table and pretend like they were A-listers, that's what killed me. Like, and yeah, Erica was like, "You should be so lucky that these people." <laughs> but I get why Erica's popping her shit. Like, that is the only thing. Everybody at the table, I'm like, I don't know what the hell they're talking about. But Erica, I'm like, I'll allow it because guess what? Sutton has been getting in that ass. Like, Sutton has been talking to people. Sutton has been asking questions. Sutton is literally the lady from Criminal Minds that gets on the computer and she's like, got it. Like, she's been doing that shit a lot lately. And then it's like, but I didn't do anything. 
<laughs> no, but I didn't say anything. No, no, I have to go to bat for my girl Sutton. She does not say I didn't do anything. She's saying I have questions. And she's supposed to have questions. Like, what about if there's subpoena? Like, for example, I think I said this, uh, was it last time or was it on the clubhouse? Either way, I was comparing like just the situation in general with like the whole Southern Charm situation. When Mm -hmm. Thomas took Catherine to court, almost the whole cast of Southern Charm was subpoenaed. And this was just a custody case. So if we have a case where someone is owed millions and millions of dollars, and Tom has gone. Tom has checked himself into the old folks' home, honey. Tom has checked out completely. It's just Erica. I need to know if I'm going to get dragged into court. And also, if you are sitting here and I'm on your side and we're on a show and I'm believing what you say and I'm going back to my friends and telling them what you say and why I'm still friends with you and there are articles coming out and you're fucking lying about it, I have a right to know. Yeah, but... I can't even excuse that. Yeah, you do have a right to know. But it's just the fact that, you know, enough of that small town shit that you're talking, that small town shit. But I think I understand when when one of them was a crystal that was like, oh, she did that in her friend group. She'd be sent right back to Augusta. No, what? She'd be kicked out of the Number one, that offended me. Like, what do you mean, girl? Because I'm like, Like, why Augusta? Because that's where she's from. (laughs) (laughs) Augusta, Georgia. I was just like, okay, I knew she was from Georgia, but I'm like, why specifically Augusta? Like, <laughs> because that's a small town. Yeah, it is. They're not ours. At the same time, it's like, yeah, no, that, like, sometimes, you know, I still love Crystal regardless, even though she yeah. did a couple of times, especially at the dinner, which was weird. Um, but it's just like, it's not giving what it's supposed to give me. It's not. It's not at all. And it it was very, like, it wasn't her moment. I, I feel like also how it was maybe edited, it made her look like an asshole. It made her look like a mean girl. And I don't know if they intentionally did that or if that's what really went down. But if that's what really went down, I think she needs to tone it down just a bit. I understand that she has her own personal drama with Sutton. But just say that. I feel like we don't really have to drag her name and drag like take away what she's done because she's done something to make a make a name for herself. She's not just sitting on her ass and fiddling her thumbs. So give the girl <laughs> exactly. her credit. She has built a lot of things, but you know what? If that's my enemy, I guess I'd be talking my shit too. Yeah. And I think Crystal's just upset maybe because Sutton talks shit about those leather pants. I don't know if she's still holding on to that, but like Sutton said what she said. Also, don't talk about my outfit. Like that's true. You can say a lot, but like that really pisses me off. Don't talk about my outfit. I'm a fashion girl. (laughs) Garcel was not having that shit though. Garcel's like, I don't know why they're bringing this up knowing that I am Team Sutton. So Garcel made it very clear that she is Team Sutton. And She's the one who's been being real this entire time. Hello? She's been saying it. She's been yeah. acknowledging everybody's shit, especially Dorit, and that's why Dorit isn't a fan of Garcelle right now. Um, so, yeah, that scene was awkward, but then... Oh, we gotta talk about Kyle and Mauricio's anniversary. Yes. Yeah, I also want to talk about, too, I know Kathy Hilson, and I know her name, but, like, 
I did not put two and two together with the Hilton Hotel and Kathy Hilton. Like what? maybe I knew and I forgot and like what? This just rekindled a flame, but I didn't know. You didn't. You didn't. yeah yeah because my mind like i have a thousand thoughts and a thousand questions right now so i did not off the pod you guys um (laughs) just pray for aaron and his memory um but you know kyle and mauricio are celebrating their 25th anniversary and they're just bringing up what a big deal it is to last especially in hollywood for 25 years you know i heard that 50 percent or more of marriages end up in divorce and they are still going very, very strong. I do like them as a couple, but I'm going to admit the scene for me, boring as fuck. Yeah, it, it was a very boring scene, but oh, man, that man is fine. Yeah. Like, wow. Like, it, it, it just takes a lot out of me to watch. Honestly, it's hard seeing someone live your dreams because not right. only fine, but he literally spent 20 minutes lighting candles. 20 <laughs> minutes lighting candles, and I can't get it. Was that what did it? One candle. I can't get a dude to literally spend one minute to light one candle. I can't even get a dude to turn on a light switch. So he's literally spent 20 minutes. And it's amazing. Like, look at their backyard. The champagne and just looking back on their marriage and just commenting on the whole Erica situation, but just not in a messy way. He's like, oh, I just hope that she you know, didn't know anything. It's just like, God, what a man. What really got me was the fact that he was like, oh, by the way, here's some caviar. Get ready for the crab legs that I ordered, girl. It's like, <laughs> what? crab yeah i don't even eat caviar like i would just be happy for it to be on the table but (laughs) that and crab legs like marry me again marry me again right here right now like let's have let's renew our vows like right here (laughs) right here right now (laughs) well we finally get to like the scene that has everyone talking online and like the most iconic back and forth of well not Beverly Hills history but it's, we're watching a iconic season of Beverly Hills this season will go down in the books as one of the best seasons of Beverly Hills and episode after episode we're getting quotable moment after quotable moment and it's just going down like so much so that they didn't even give us a preview of the next episode, which airs tonight. So we're going to be gagged tonight. But the ladies finally arrived to Kathy Hilton's house for dinner. And Kathy Hilton just put on the, the Hilton Honors charm. Like she has the butlers. She has all the food. She has that um, that expensive baccarat. Is it that the candle? Is it the candle that costs $900? Yes, the candlestick. Like, the way she said it, the candlestick costs, like, what? I don't even have a candlestick. I can even process that. I'm like, my candles are, like, no more than $15. Yeah. My Bath and Body Works ones are $25.50 unless yeah. you have the dollars off. Yeah. Um, I was just about to say that. If you don't have the coupon, then you're you're kind of, sh- right. you know. <laughs> no. If you guys send us your... If you guys get any extra Bath and Body Works coupons, especially the seasonal ones, 
um, forward that to us because we would really like to use it. Take a picture of it and let us use the code. Thank you. Um, but that 900 bakrat fucking candlestick, like I felt like we were on Beauty and the Beast. That table was set so beautifully. And those women showed their whole ass at Kathy Hilton's house. Okay. I was not appreciative of that. At like, all. She at tried all. to get it off by when Dorit wanted to start with Garcelle. She's like, hey. <laughs> Hey, I don't want to eat this $9,000 per person meal. I have caviar pie. Literally. Not, pie. not on a cracker. Keep in mind that we were just at Kyle's house and like they were eating that shit off a cracker. But the fact that she bought a whole pie out. It's like Kyle was like, you know, cash it, but Kathy Hilton is like big dog shit. Yeah. That's like the difference between the big sister and like the little sister. It's like, okay, you have caviar on a cracker. How about I got caviar on a whole pie? That pie alone probably costs probably like $10,000. You could literally sell a slice <laughs> and buy like a car. A car or Beyonce tickets. Like, yeah. either or. Yeah. I was, a, I'm not going to say what I would go with. <laughs> It says a lot about you. Yeah, it says a lot about my character. Um, the, the, it's, the, it's the total diametrical opposite of what oh, you guys would feel. <laughs> <laughs> so with that being said, we I guess we'll go with the car. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they, they do this. And um, I already feel like the tension is kind of awkward. Like as soon as everybody sat down, I'm just well, like oh. yeah, Sutton tried to like squash it with Erica, and Erica's like, I have nothing to say to you, honey. She was paying her dust. I felt bad for Sutton though, because I'm like, I at least want her to be able to say her piece. But um I do understand what Erica feels. She she feels like she's under attack by Sutton. And especially if she's asking these good at, because Sutton is asking the good questions. Like they right. they might actually call Sutton. Sutton might be a little bit more involved than what she wants to be if she keeps this up. So stop asking all those good ass questions. <laughs> stop asking valid questions. Right. Before you have to go into witness protection and then like nobody's going to want that. Do you want to stay with Medea? Like, no. It. Denise Richards did, but she doesn't. She's not ready for that. Literally. Uh, well, they finally like get into it because you know Lisa Rinna takes the bell as Lisa Rinna does and starts shit. <laughs> I did not appreciate because Lisa Rinna was also drunk as fuck. I wanted to put that out there. Um, and you know, she just gets shit popping. And she I did appreciate that she didn't talk a lot this time. Because usually she kind of like is all in it and she like pisses me off. But this was really a Dorit, Erica, Sutton, Garcelle situation. Mm-hmm. I love that. And from the time that Lisa Renner came in and I seen that her blazer slash overcoat slash whatever that was, was like three times as big. I knew that she came to play like because nobody shows up in anything like that. And like, <laughs> you have to play. For me. The like mullet 
Like it was a very playful look. I'm just like, yeah, she came to play. She came to start some shit. Um, and then after she's probably gonna leave and go home. But like you said, I, I was actually I was pleased with Lisa. No, I didn't think the timing was all that great, but you know, hey, we, we had to hash it out at some point. Um, but I knew that shit wasn't going anywhere as soon as Erica was like, I don't want to speak to Sutton. Like, I don't have anything to say to Sutton. Yeah. And then she went to the bathroom and then Sutton like had her mouth open like Kyle Richards did. What did I do? What did I say? I only asked a certain amount of questions. (laughs) It's like, Sutton, you said a lot. (laughs) You said a lot, hon. Um, was it bad that you said a lot? No, because you were you were definitely hitting on some key points. But in Erica's opinion, that was very much a lot. I don't know. I just don't like the way that they tried to play Sutton. But Sutton was basically like, oh, I don't mind being the bad guy. Since, like, <laughs> since nobody was, else is going to say anything. Nicki Minaj, you need the bad guy. Because I'm going to ask these questions because I don't know what the fuck's going on. But she did say that she kind of softened on some stances. And then that's when Kyle called her out. And I'm just like, Kyle, girl, you were It was awesome. Kyle. Yeah. Kyle, like, that was weird what the hell are you doing what are you talking about <laughs> when she did that i was like what the hell why are you bringing that up like uh, not only that but she was so fired up about it like she has like these little tiny hands and like she put her tiny hands up and she was like no you have to say you have to be honest and i'm just like what are you talking about? she's trying to get it out right now erica's about to drag her across the room garcelle's about like you know trying to calm the situation down and kyle was like amping it up like it was just that dinner would have probably went a lot better had kyle not opened her mouth i agree because that's when Erica kind of turned into, okay, she went from crying and Garcelle trying to like comfort her and like, you know, she's pulling back from Garcelle, more like, you know, sadness. So straight up, like, I'm, I'm going to, <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to beat this bitch up. <laughs> Lovato. Um, <laughs> amazing. It was scary. I was actually scared for Sutton. I was just like, please, like, do not touch. Because I know this is going to go left. Number one, Sutton is not going to be able to dodge that. Because they were too close. It was literally Garcelle. Erica, yeah, the seating. Wasn't the seating arrangement, like. Who did that? insane like they were <laughs> next to each other it went Dorit in front of them like Dorit right in front of them Kathy knew what the hell she was doing that's why she was late to that party <laughs> she was hoping that they got that shit out she was hoping that she came downstairs and they were literally like hashing Over. it out that way she could just walk in and just be like oh you know it wasn't me <laughs> why is she shaggy <laughs> <laughs> Zoinks. <laughs> I hate you. Okay, so we want to do a dramatic reading of the scene between Dorit, Erica, and Sutton. Yes. What are you doing right now? My God, I'm I'm just trying to talk to you. 
you're not trying to talk to me. You're trying to accuse me of being a liar and I'm not a liar. Do you know something about my life that I don't? Well, I would like to know. If you do speak up, look at me. I'll go toe to toe with you all day. I am telling the truth. I am not a liar. You have a lot of fucking nerve. Don't talk to me like that. Seriously. Or what? Or what? Or nothing. Right, exactly. Shut the fuck up. You have no idea what you're talking about. Nothing. Well, the last thing that we want to bring up, guys, is the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City taglines have been released, and they are so good. So we want to read them and rate them. Yeah, yeah. So I will go first. I'm going to start with Meredith Marks. I may be known for my ice, but I'll always bring the heat. Um, actually, I like that one. I give it a solid seven and a half. I'll give it an eight. Yeah, like I think that she mixed the elements very well. And like she's using the whole disengaging thing. Um, well, without saying it, because if she was like, I'm disengaging, I would be like, okay, too easy. But I like it. So we have Jen, which in my opinion is the most controversial one. The only thing I'm guilty of is being amazing. She got a lot of fucking nerve. And I kind of stand because she actually is making her situation into her storyline. And I think it's going to backfire. But in the meantime, I give it an eight. I'll give it a six. A six. Okay. And that's and that's what love, because I really do like Jen Shaw. I just felt like that tagline, um, she could have brought more. Yeah, I think that, you know, we'll just see how this season plays out. <laughs> Let's just say that. So um, next we have Mary Cosby. If you come for me, I will send Jesus after you. Ten. I, I think that that is blasphemous and I want no parts of it. I'm going to give it a no comment. I'll give it a ten. That was very... <laughs> I do, would I repeat it? Absolutely not. Like, after this, like, you'll never hear me repeat it again. No, but I get it. It's her brand. Like, and I have to, I have to give it to her. Yeah, I definitely get it. And I feel like that's also a fan favorite. Um, So, Whitney, in a town of beauties and beasts, there's only one wild rose. Um, I don't like it at all. I give it a four. Because last season, her tagline was like, oh, this rose isn't scared of a little... It's a play on words. <laughs> you don't get it? Yeah, it's a play on words. And He's it's already really giving, like, a Kyle in this town. Hers it, is gonna it, was, rose. it was literally just like that, in my opinion. But Kyle, you know, she's made a brand out of it. And she's kind of more of an OG. So I'll give her that. Um, yeah. She doesn't really have to try that hard. But Whitney, this is season two. <laughs> this is only season two. We're not 10 seasons in. Let's just be more creative with the taglines. Yeah. Okay, so next, I'm going to bring up um, Jenny. Jenny is the newest housewife of Salt Lake City. Mm-hmm. Um, I have plenty of everything, including opinions. 
like it. I give it a seven. I'll give it a five. Okay, so you don't like it. Like you could have just said that. Say that and go. Say you don't like it and go. I just said I'll give it a five. <laughs> so you know our girl, Lisa V. Barlow. You don't have to like me. I love myself enough for the both of us. And you know why I'm going to give this a 10? I'm going to give it a 10 because it's giving Drake and Janae Iko. And if you know, you know. If you don't, you don't. Nothing was the same. I'll give it a 10.5. You just have to find some way (laughs) to outdo me every time. I'll give it a 10.5. It's the one that stood out the most because I'm like, same. You know, I don't need validation from anybody but myself. Once I seen Beyonce dance in that super bold like commercial and her only competition was herself, I was like, yeah. The Pepsi halftime commercial? Yep. Yeah. And she did. <laughs> it's like, did you think that. you were going to see Kelly and Michelle? No, you're going to see yeah. Beyonce. Because that's the real competition. Okay, we don't need to, like, start a feud between Destiny's Child right now. We can just go. (laughs) I was just saying. Okay, and then last but not least, we have Heather Gay. I was raised a Mormon, but now I'm raising a glass of champagne. (laughs) I know, that's right. I give that a solid nine. Yeah, I'll give that one an eight and a half. (laughs) Fair. Fair. Okay. But from the, I don't know if you guys already know, but Bravo has released a sneak peek of the new episode that's airing September 12th at nine. And my God, I've never felt so alive in my entire life. I missed the whole wave of Teresa Giudici getting arrested. And, you know, it's nothing like this. Like the first two minutes we literally see Jen going on like a cast, well, getting ready to go on a cast trip at Beauty Lab and they're all getting into the sprinter and Jen gets a call and Jen gets the fuck ASAP in the words of Tony. I need to get off the bus. Can you, can you turn this off? Can you turn this off for me? Thanks. He gets unmiked and she I gotta is go. Gone. And Lisa's like, where are you going? What's, you're leaving? Wait, wait, no. Do you have to go? Yeah. She's like, yeah, I, I gotta go. I gotta go. She was so and calm about she it. She gets then... in this truck mm-hmm. and she disappears. And then you see 12 minutes later a helicopter. A hel- <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute, all of this for Jin Shaw? Jin Shaw? I thought we were on like Grand Theft Auto. I was she we were- running? Did she get out of the did she get out of the truck on the highway and start running? Like <laughs> what happened to make them like be like, hey, yeah, get get all get a helicopter, <laughs> let's get a SWAT team, um, and let's go to the bus and meet her there. And the woman comes up and she asks, like, where's Jin Shah? And I'm where's like, Jen? I simply pass away because that was so good. Like it, it doesn't Lynn. matter what they do after the whole season can be boring up until you know they get to the whole arresting part because right after that it jumps to three months before. But um up until they get I don't care what they do, like because <laughs> no season 
has opened they're like that. This episode has opened like that. This is only the second they're season of Real Housewives, and they already have me on the edge of my seat. So I guess what we want to ask you, and we'll give our opinions, of course, is who do you think tipped off the feds <laughs> that Jen was at Beauty Lab? Because she got got at Heather Gay's business, honey. Mm-hmm. Who do you think it was, Erin? I wanted to ask you first. I think it was producers, allegedly, allegedly, because mm-hmm. how do they know? Like, there are only certain people who knew when mm-hmm. and where she would be. And obviously, you guys, we're being delusional. We're playing into the drama. We know that the feds can track you literally any kind of way they want to. But I want to play into the drama. Yeah. And in my opinion, the drama is going to be that producers tip them off because they know that they want a good motherfucking season. And a good season they got. Because look at us. Look at us right now. We're dumbfounded. Yeah. Like, I think producers tip them off. Who do you think tip them off? Um, who do I think tipped him off? Oh, uh, you doing a dramatic pause. Whitney Rose is who I think tipped him off. That's because the that you could possibly have. Because I can understand Heather because she's the owner of the shop. I can understand Meredith because clearly in the trailer, Meredith and Jen have some kind of beef. I can understand Mary because Mary and Jen have some kind of beef, but of all of them, you think Whitney, Whitney Wild Rose? I absolutely do. Because number one, it's the person that you would least expect to do it. And that's usually how it is. If you watch these Lifetime movies or any movie and you see somebody that, that called the cops, it's always the person that's like, who called the cops? <laughs> It's always that person that ends up being the one that called the cops. So I just feel like it's her. And she's a straight shooter. If you if you remember what she said in the first season. Um, and we dragged her for not being a straight yeah. shooter. So I, I do believe it's her. <laughs> okay. That's, that's what I'll say. I don't, I don't even know how to argue that point. I'll just let you have your feelings. And... If I find out that it was Whitney Rose, I will, in the words of Sutton, eat crow pie. <laughs> so we I have leave- a good recipe. <laughs> we want to leave you with that. We want to leave you with that question. Um, we'll definitely be, you know, accepting DMs, emails, robertwellblack at gmail.com. Whatever you want, literally contact us. Tell us who you think tipped off the feds and we will literally talk to you next time. Yes. Love you. Bye. Bye.